0: Hello, fellow Torah followers, and welcome back to Shalom, y'all, with, of course, me, your host, Shelby Cockrell. So before I start this episode, I really wanted to say I'm sorry for not getting out episodes sooner. I know that the people of the fellowship have been asking me, where's that next episode, Shelby? Well, here it is. Um, the reasonings behind getting this out real late is, one, I did try to record this earlier, but I really didn't like the two recordings that I had made for it, and I really want to put my best out there, so I was just waiting until a good time to really sit down and focus and teach about Torah, and the second reason is just because life's busy. I mean, I have painting, and I have my dogs, and I also have home chores, Thanks, mom and dad. But hey, I'm not complaining. I get to live at home for free, so yay. Now to get to the topic of today, and that is the weekly Sabbath. And before I go too far deep into it, I just wanted to say that I will be saying Sabbath and I will be saying Shabbat. And Shabbat is just a Hebrew version of Sabbath. It means the exact same thing, so don't stress if you hear that word, it just means Sabbath. Okay, so let's jump into it. The first thing I want to tell you about the Sabbath is how I started to follow this rule. Now, if you think back to your Sunday school, elementary school time of learning in church, you'll know that there are ten commandments. And of these are do not murder, do not worship false gods, etc. But the one that I had never thought really about was the fourth one, which is observing the Sabbath. And I was always told as a kid that the Sabbath was a day that should be remembered. You should think of it on Saturday or whenever you celebrate it. And that as long as you are learning and being in the word on a certain day, then that's the Sabbath. And I was fine with that. But honestly, deep down, I never remembered the Sabbath. I forgot about it. It was hard enough to remember those nine other ones. It was really not a big deal to seven-year-old me going up in a Baptist church. So, when I started following Torah and realized that some people were doing church on Saturday, and although I was in around high school, I didn't understand it. And that kind of made me mad because I thought I knew everything about the Bible, like a dummy. (laughs) But as I grew in my faith and in knowledge of Torah, I realized that the Sabbath day was really important to Yahweh. And to understand why that is... Let's go to Exodus twenty eight through 11. So the way I'm gonna break down these verses is I'm gonna say a verse or two and then explain what my thoughts are and what it is saying. So the first one of course is verse eight that says, remember Yom Shabbat to keep it holy. The big question here, what is holy? How do you keep the Shabbat holy? Is it a remembrance thing? Is it a doing thing? I didn't know, so I looked it up. A simple Google search led me to the word Kodesh which is Hebrew for set apart, separate, and sacred. So, do these three definitions really sound like just a remembrance? It really doesn't to me, but some people might think so. So, I'm going to ask you a question. What if your birthday was coming up, which mine is on the 18th? Woo, going to be 19. That's a big step in life. Anyways, say you have your birthday And you invite a bunch of people and of course we know that this is a very special day in somebody's life because it's once a year the time where you were born so say somebody knows that it's your birthday say the i don't know 18th came up and somebody remembered it but didn't reach out to you to say happy birthday didn't give you a gift or come to your birthday party even though they possibly could they didn't have any plans for that day they had the invitation they knew it was your birthday and they did nothing. Would you feel very appreciated? Because I would not. I would be a little bit mad. I mean, it's a special day for me, and I really want people there that I care about to honor that day. And it just so happens that this honorable day for Yahweh is his Shabbat. So just remembrance of this day doesn't seem very caring to Yahweh. If he put forth this day for us to learn and to fellowship and to just rest... Why would he go through that just so you could think of it every now and again? It it just doesn't make sense to me. Now we are going to verse 9 that says, You are to do work six days and do all your work. But the seventh day is a Shabbat to Adonai, your God. This establishes the day. You need to work six days. And on the seventh day, which in our Gregorian calendar is Saturday, you are supposed to rest. So, if this is stating that the seventh day is the day that you should celebrate the Shabbat, why do most people do it on Sunday? Who changed it? Was it changed by Yahweh in the New Testament? Was it changed by one of the disciples? Actually, no. It was not changed by anyone in the Bible. This is evident because of verses like Malachi 3.6 that says, Yeshua the Messiah is the same yesterday, today, and forever. If he says something, it is true, and it is staying there forever, unless he says. And I've scoured the Bible, and it never says that the Sabbath day should be changed to Sunday. Feel free to look. In Matthew 5, 17-19, it says, Do not think that I've come to abolish the Torah or the Prophets. I did not come to abolish, but to fulfill. Amen, I tell you, until heaven and earth pass away, not the smallest letter or seraph shall ever pass away from the Torah until all things come to pass. This verse is saying nothing is going to change. So why did it change? Well, it just so happens on a certain March 7th in AD 321, Roman Emperor Constantine I issued a civil decree That Sunday would be the day of rest for the Roman Catholic Church. So, if the Roman Catholic Church tried to change it, was it actually changed? Well, to answer this question, let's go to Deuteronomy 4.2. It says, You must not add to the word that I am commanding you or take away from it in order to keep the mitzvot of Adonai, your God, that I am commanding you. Changing the Shabbat from Saturday to Sunday was a blatant disobedience to this verse. Man has no right to change anything that is in the Bible or add to it. And actually, I've been really thinking about that because the Bible has been translated a lot. And I know that human error is there. And I know that the devil is constantly trying to change up things and make people think something different than what Yahweh actually says. So, recently, I've been trying to learn Hebrew. The original language that the Old Testament was translated in was actually written in Hebrew. So, to get to the actual words that were said in the Old Testament, you have to go back to the actual Hebrew. Because even in our Bibles today, the italicized words that you might see in the Bible are not there. They were added to keep the grammar correct. And that's scary because you may know from your English classes as a kid that one word can drastically change a sentence and its meaning. So now that we've established when the Sabbath is supposed to be followed, let's now look at the how. Starting off where we left in Exodus 20, it says, In it you shall do no work, not you, nor your son, your daughter, your male servant, your female servant, your cattle, or the outsider that is within your gates. All of this just equals, don't let anyone around you work. And this is why some people do not buy at a store or eat out on the Sabbath because this action of you buying things makes the waiters, the grocery store people, everybody work because they have to wait on you. They have to go and get your food and they have to clean up after you. Now, this view isn't always shared with everyone in Torah, but for myself and my family, we have determined that this is correct in thinking, that going out to eat on a Saturday or buying things on a Saturday is somehow making someone work. Now, next is verse 11. It says, For in six days Adonai made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that is in them, and rested on the seventh day. Thus Adonai blessed Yom Shabbat and made it holy. Now, of course, this verse calls back to Genesis 2-3 when he was creating the world. Genesis 2-3 states, Then God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it, for on it he ceased from all work that God created for the purpose of preparing. So in establishing his Sabbath, he rested. So why shouldn't we do the same? So we got the when, we got the how. Now let's ask why. Why is this so important to Yahweh that we sit back and rest and follow this commandment? To explain this, I direct you to Ezekiel twenty twelve that says, I also gave them my Shabbats as a sign between me and them so that they would know that I am Adonai who made them holy. So as it says right here, Sabbaths are a sign between us and Yahweh to know that he is holy, he is Yah, and he is our creator. Now, this verse always reminded me of Zitzitz. And if you don't know what those are, I will, of course, be making a future episode to discuss these, but to sum it all up is in Numbers fifteen thirty-eight that says, Speak to Benai Israel. Say to them that they are to make for themselves zitzit on the corners of their garments throughout their generations, and they are to put a blue cord on each zitzit. And 39 says, It will be your own zitzit. So whenever you look at them, you will remember all the mitzvot of Adonai and do them, and not go spying out after your own hearts and your own eyes, prostituting yourselves. These tassels or zitzits that he's saying to wear here are also a sign between us and him to know that he is Yahweh and to follow his commandments. So, in an earlier episode, when I was describing what Torah was to me and in the Bible, I described that the Bible says to do things and live life just as Yeshua did. And in Luke four sixteen, it says, as was his custom, he, meaning Yeshua, went into the synagogue on Shabbat and he got up to read. As the verse says, as was his custom, his routine, he went to the synagogue or his local temple on Shabbat and got up and read the Torah and studied and fellowshiped with other people. And if the Bible says, do what Yeshua does, this is one of the things that he did so why shouldn't we? Now, the final Bible verse that I will be bringing up is Isaiah 58, 13 through 14. This verse tells that following the Sabbath will bring great blessings from Yahweh, and we have seen these great blessings ever since we started to observe this day. And although this day brings many blessings, it also sadly does bring a few hardships as well, not because of Yahweh, but because of us. And this was especially true with me. Because I grew up in public school around people that were not so great to be around, most of my friends didn't really believe the same as me. Some of them are really good. Like my friend Sophia, she was there for me through everything and she still is. But most of my friends didn't believe the same and didn't really care about their Christian faith. And with friends that don't believe the same, it can bring pretty bad hardships. I struggled on this day. I mean, most of their plans were based on Saturday. And when I was first starting to follow Torah, I stopped working and going out on Saturdays. And it really confused my friends at the time. And eventually, they started to make plans on other days because of me. And I really thank y'all for them for understanding. At first, it was difficult because most of the times, they were busy on every other day of the week. And right now, most of them are at college They don't really have a lot of free time unless it's the weekend and Sunday is church. So Saturday's really the only time that they can hang out with anyone. But besides these hardships, following the Sabbath has made me feel like I'm actually doing his word. One of the things in my past was not feeling like I'm actually doing anything Christian. My life looked exactly like every other person's life. I was cursing and I was not respecting myself as I should have been. And I'm so glad for Torah for bringing me back and actually affecting my life in the way it has because I feel like such a better person these days. And in the Bible, we all know it says that it's not going to be easy to follow in a world that hates you for loving him. It says that the path is narrow and not a lot of people are going to understand why you're doing the things that you do. After all, many of you followers were met with heavy persecution like the disciples for believing what they did They got stoned, they got hung, they got crucified. But even through all of these things, it is worth it. And completely doable. It may seem hard, and it may seem like a burden, and it may seem overwhelming, but take it from me, it is completely doable. And to show how good the Sabbath is, and that you can absolutely do it, I'm going to tell you a story that was told to me at the beginning of my walk in Torah and it is about a man who owned a restaurant. In this story, it tells of a man who worked mainly on Saturdays at his restaurant. When one of his friends decided to tell him about the Sabbath, he was really worried because he wanted to follow the Sabbath, but Saturday was his biggest day of the week. That was when everybody came into his restaurant to watch the weekly games and when he made the most money. And he was scared that if he did the Sabbath on that day, He wouldn't be able to provide for his family, but his friend encouraged him. He said, look, just give it a few weeks, and if you cannot live on this, then you can go ahead and go back, but I believe that you will feel the blessings of Yahweh through his day. So the restaurant owner decided to test his friend's theory. Instead of taking off Tuesday like he normally did, he would take off Saturday and work on Tuesday. As it turned out, Tuesday was the biggest day for sports fans to come in and watch their weekly game. So by following the Shabbat, Yahweh had provided an abundance for this man in his restaurant and showed him, this is what you should be doing. So to sum up the whole story is two words, Yahweh provided, and he will provide for you if you follow his commandments. And to start wrapping up, I just wanted to say that you are not alone. I think that many of the people in our fellowship, and me sometimes, need to hear that they are not alone, and that there is someone here for them to confide in. The movement of Torah and people waking up to it is really new in America, and it can feel like you're alone, but you're not. If there's no one around you at this point in your life that understands or follows Torah, just remember that Yahweh will be with you, and that He loves you. And who knows? If it's in his will, he may send some earthly help your way, and I especially understand this. About a year into Torah, I was really sad. I am a person that really thrives when other people are around me, encouraging me. And at this point, I really didn't have any friends that were near me. I was used to public school, being around everyone every single day, eight hours a day. And when I first got into Torah, there was really no one my age at the fellowship that really understood me. So I prayed and I prayed and finally he sent me Abby and she was a godsend at that point. She helped me through a difficult year and I'm so glad that she's there. And now I have many more friends around my age that understand and love me to death and I love them too. So in order to encourage you, I want to show you a verse that I found this week while studying. In Romans eight eighteen. it says, for I consider the suffering of this present time not worthy to be compared with the coming glory to be revealed to us. The struggles that you might have today, and I know we've got lots, are nothing compared to him and the coming days of shalom that we will have when he comes for us. You just have to keep believing and keep walking in faith, and you will be blessed. I promise you. Okay, before I sign off, I really wanted to leave you with a few verses to research the Sabbath some more for yourself. And these verses are Leviticus 23.3, Hebrews 4.9, and Deuteronomy 5.12-15. through 15. I also wanted to say the same phrase that I have been in these past few episodes that I learned from Tyler Chapman, test everything that I post on this channel. I do not want my human error or lack of knowledge to lead anyone astray. This podcast purpose is not only to pose questions to those searching for biblical truth, it's also to help myself dive deeper into my faith. So, as I am studying and as I am learning, I know I don't know everything. So, please test it. I also encourage you to ask these questions to yourself and find new questions of the Bible that you can ask. I mean, this is how I learn. I have never really been the one to listen to preachings and teachings and fully understand it because it's someone talking straight to me. But if I'm engaged in what I'm learning, like this podcast, I listen so much more. So please go and find out yourself what the Bible says. Don't take everything I say to heart. And also, if anyone can send out some prayers for me and my family, that would be great. We could just use a few prayers this week. And as always, thank you so much guys for listening to this podcast. It means so much to me. So all that's left to say is shalom, y'all.